Hello everybody, my name is Alternite and welcome to the sixth episode of the Indie Circle Podcast. Today we have the Prodigal Debs on with us. And yeah, let's just go right into the questions. The first question I have for you guys is can you both introduce yourself and your studio? Uh, my name's Dragonfruit, uh, and I'm the like the writer and the community manager of Colorgrave Games. My name is uh, Joseph Hughes, or Minbron, and I am in charge of Color Grave <laughs> Games. A fun role. A fun role. Uh, a fun yeah, role. Fun. Our, our studio is spread out across the United States. We are based out of Dallas, Texas, and have been... This is our first game as a team. I've been active in game development for six to eight years on and off and this is kind of my first serious excursion as my own indie developer organization mm-hmm. with these wonderful people such as Dragonfruit and uh-huh, yeah. others. Well nice. That definitely does sound fun. Nice. <laughs> so Yeah, for sure. So real quick, could you give like a, a quick rundown of your game's premise? Um so it's I kind of describe it as like a Zelda like uh, with dating elements, um, like in kind of the bare bones way to describe it, where we have like dungeons and everything and you have a story that you're kind of going across, but then there's also like cute girls you can date and marry. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's some, yeah, sounds like a unique premise. I mean, you're mixing like two elements of different types of genres and putting them to one story in one game, so I really dig that. Yeah, I think that's a, a cool way to do things that you don't see as often, you know. It's pretty common to see people just do a single genre, but mixing stuff, I think that's good. And it definitely uh yeah, so allows for one other one things. thing to yeah. note with it. But, yeah, go ahead. Is uh, a lot of, a lot of people hear that and they say, "Oh, well, it's it's a dating sim." I don't ew, gross. I don't want to play that. That's lame and cringe. But uh one thing we really tried to do is to make the game by itself stand on its own so even if you ignore kind of the relationship building and community aspect of the game it still is a very solid game we have a number of people that have a lot of fun speed running it which they're most certainly not heavily engaging with the relationship aspect of it if anything it's an obstacle and they're still having a grand old time with it so yeah uh, i think that's yeah i think that's cool to hear because it, it i feel like it's i mean i haven't played it myself at the moment yet but um, yeah, so it, it seems like it kind of uh, uh, it's it's almost like extra, like extra lore sort of kind of stuff for people who are really yeah, into it yeah. for like the more role playing yeah. um, inspired people. Um, yeah, so, there's definitely a heavy role playing aspect for sure. I would I would think yeah, is like yeah, what kind of um, people have been like most enjoying it? Like what has kind of the the breakdown of your players been like so far? Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of them are kind of there for the nostalgia factor more than anything. Yeah. Um, it seems like we have a lot of like almost older people who are like, oh, I played these games like that look like this when I was a kid. Um, and they seem to get really into it. But there's been a few like younger ones, but not as many as I guess you'd think for video right. games. Yeah, and that was something I that wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was something that really stood out to me actually is how um, how strong the art style was and how like it really is like extremely rem- reminiscent of like older you know retro Game Boy games mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, 
like it actually it pulls off the style really well a lot better than most mm. like it's it feels like it's really true to the uh to that style so i don't know i like that yeah and no, i like that too and i have to add like you see a lot of indie games doing stuff that you know triple a companies won't do and i feel like you guys are definitely taking risks when it comes to that you know like having a unique art style and you know mixing different genres you know a lot of people uh especially like triple a don't necessarily have the money to risks on something like that so it's always great to see people take chances and make great stuff like that yeah one of the things that we really wanted to do was to take something that was nostalgic to us and to do as you said that twist to it but also try to work within the confines and modernize it so rather than saying okay well we're just going to make a zelda clone and it's going to feel like a zelda game and we're not going to do anything particularly interesting there other than the dating element we tried to take modern lessons and uh design philosophy and apply it to that older style of game yeah that's really great so this kind of it's just a question I have. Uh, how did the studio start? Like, I know you said that you kind of dabbled into making video games, but what was like the tipping point for that? Like, what made you want to go out and make this game and, you know, uh, start the studio? Um, we were working, or I, I was working on a way beyond scope project, and it was a total mess, and I had a lot of freelance people that were just in and out, and it was absolute chaos and a nightmare. And I brought on uh, Lulu Pa, and he and I got along rather well and determined that, well, we want to make a proper team and work on something to kind of palate cleanse and then go back to this project and finish it and do it properly. Um, so we brought on Scoot. We brought on Dragon. We brought on a guy, Pillow Sledder. Uh, and then we had John Sinclair, the uh, fine fellow responsible for the music in our game. And with that, we decided we wanted to make Prodigal. And that's what we did <laughs> in, a, in an eight month period. Eight uh, months? Wow. wow. That's yeah. pretty fast, seems to Man, me. That's good time, yeah. yeah. What's the full runtime on the game? Uh, it varies heavily from player to player. Uh, when we were going to launch, we were all very afraid because I was completing the game in like two hours um, without speedrunning. But when players got their hands on it, they would average between like six to ten hours, I think. And you right, spent eight months on that? Wow, that is really impressive. You know, uh, eight, six, that's a lot of time. Uh yeah. And it's such a short amount of time to make the game, so I commend you guys 100% on that. We even have one guy who's gone, what, 300 hours now? Oh, like, wow. Some of the oh, my fans have been like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even have 300 hours in the game, but he's, like, so invested um, in the lore and stuff, which is super cool to see, because Min has, like, a crazy big brain when it comes to lore and world building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that kind, yeah, of, so that kind of stuff's super important there. That's, yeah... yeah. Um, just another quick question. Is it more of like a linear style game or can you like deviate from the linearness of a traditional game? So what we wanted to do was 
have a clear and definitive story that people could follow along, mm -hmm. but a lot of little things outside of that. So the goal was that rather than a player getting lost and feeling like, oh, this is terrible, I hate this, I don't know what to do, where should I go? Rather than having that feeling, we have little things sprinkled all through the world that they can stumble upon. So no matter what, you always feel like even if you're lost, you're finding something new. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, outside of our main story that takes you over uh, the tale of Orin, our character, um, you have all these other little stories to explore and things to discover, lore books to, to read and find, secret rooms, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's good, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. And I guess that helps a lot with, you know, the 300-hour playing time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, like, is yeah, that the amount I of time to, so to like, get to find everything in the game? Or is that, like, just, like, multiple, like, 100% playthroughs? Yeah. That's, like, multiple 100% okay. playthroughs. Like, he does oh, testing, okay. too. I think for, like, I want to say for, like, 100% of kind of figuring out everything, it looks more like 30 mm. hours, I want to say. That's mm -hmm. what a lot of the reviews kind of have on the time, so that's what I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. But we're always, like, there's always more stuff to discover, I think. Like, even the guy with 300 hours is still missing some of the, like, key things. Yeah, just kind of picking up on and details. it's really funny, yeah. too, because our community is pretty close. So when we have someone new that streams the game, pretty much all of us swarm into that person's mm. switch screen <laughs> and watch. So we were watching this new person playing, and the person who holds the world record for speedrunning the game currently is sitting there watching it. And is like, wait, what is this? I've never seen this. What is this? <laughs> what's going on here? This guy has like 58 hours in the game, but he's watching a stream of someone else and discovering something new, which to That's me is really, really cool. cool. Yeah, that is really cool, actually. Um, just another side question. How close, like, how big is the community that you said was really close? It's pretty small. I want to say, like, 10. Like, at least, like, the active people, I want to say it's, like, 10, maybe 15. Just because, like, our game itself right now is still pretty small. Mm -hmm. But, like, those people are, like, active, like, every single day. Right, yeah. I mean, that's... Having people active Which, every single day, I mean, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. A, a goal to have for a lot of people, you know? Just to have people yeah, talk about the project that you've been working on and all that. Yeah, that's really cool. It's amazing. I like it's small, but like it's awesome. Like Min and I always talk about like how cool it is like to have people who are just so invested in the game. Like it, it really means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's a, a real testament that um, you're doing something right. Obviously, you know, if, yeah, if your game sure, is good yeah. enough that people are able to get that invested in it, you know, clearly you've mm -hmm. you've hit on something at least with an audience so i think that's really cool yeah and now i did have one other question this is sort of <laughs> not going with the the flow of the rest of the questions lately but i was just wondering uh because i don't know if you mentioned it or not but uh, how many people are are at your studio right now i think there's seven, seven? of us now yeah yeah because we, we recently brought someone else on um yeah there's seven okay <laughs> nice we just recently brought on another person to help out with concept art oh, and sweet stuff like that cool cool so, so that's really cool so getting back to kind of the the rest of the the flow of 
where we were <laughs> where we were heading before. Um, I was just wondering if there were uh, any specific uh, things that really inspired uh, the style of the game. You know, obviously there's it's got roots in like you know old older RPG games and a little bit of right. you know that that dating sim flavor. But what are kind of the main inspirations for it? Uh, I can't speak for Lou. Uh, I would, but my guess is, uh, based on my discussions with him, is Oracle of Seasons, Link's Awakening, stuff like that was a huge inspiration for him in coming mm-hmm. up with the art and the uh, visual limitations that we have. Um, I think I think those are the the main ones. I think there was some inspiration with Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, and then uh. Just another little side question. Uh, what was, like, you mentioned you were working on previous projects before. Did any of those, like, help inspire this one? Or? The one that we were working on before this is in the same world, so there's some connections there. Oh, uh, okay. But outside of that, no, there's no inspiration, because with this, we created something that's a little bit more peaceful and at your own pace puzzly, thoughtful, that sort of thing with a lot of character interactions. The thing before this is like a high-energy, spastic, Metroid-type game, so... Definitely a change Very of much not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of almost like an opposite of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, actually. You have, you have the game with a whole lot of character development and interactions and writing versus the game where you have zero character development and interactions <laughs> and writing. So... Yeah. Yeah, you have a, you have a, a stark contrast there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, then you get which made it the perfect palate cleanser from having been stuck on that, spinning your tires for two years or whatever it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally get that. Um, my next question to you was, what was the hardest part, at least for you guys? Um, I don't I don't know if you can speak for the rest of people on your team, but uh, what was the hardest part of making this game? Um, For me, I think it was probably the time period, because I joined the team, like, a month or two before, like, we were supposed to be done with it. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) It was kind of like, they need a writer, (laughs) because Min was doing, like, everything by himself, and he was like, I'll get to the writing eventually. Um, So they hired me on, and so it was just a month of just, like, writing out all of the girls and just kind of working with like what they had already like planned for them, but kind of also doing it in a way that I thought would be good. Uh huh. I think I it was that... at the at the two month point because you were there for that meeting. Yeah, for the. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at pro- <laughs> the, my response to the to the question is at about six months into our eight month deadline, <laughs> uh, I had a. <laughs> come to Jesus meeting for lack of a better word at about midnight my time I pinged everybody and said hey get in voice call I have a very unpleasant discussion I need to have with you and I said the game is bad the design is bad it plays like garbage and it isn't fun this is terrible so I'm throwing away all the code and starting over and then redesigning everything uh don't kill me please (laughs) So we kept all the the old art assets and the writing stayed the same, but I spent that next two months killing myself over redoing everything. And that was probably the worst part because (laughs) 
before that point, the game was awful. It was not worth playing. Um, it was very. Uh, it, it felt confused because it it wasn't. It didn't feel clear in what it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that was spent uh, cutting things down and clarifying what we were trying to present to people as a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Q uh, Star could speak. Uh, along with me, but I've had a moment with my game where it's just like, you know, I'm not happy with the result. I want to redo this, <laughs> and you're, you have like a specific deadline. So, um, yeah, I can 100% relate to that. And I can't, I mean, two months, I can't imagine that, you know, redoing a lot of that code and redoing the structure of the game. I that, that would be really difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, really, you yeah. guys made a game in six months then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the the oh. the art team didn't have to start over, um, but it was it was just me that had to start mm. over and do it all in two months. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah, that they well, that your that's... team didn't kill you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah, am too. Sure, I think sure. I think there were some that were thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, and we wanted to. They were to. totally reasonable in their desire to because that was a very unreasonable thing to do. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of par for the course for me. We had a. A recent content patch and I said probably the day before the boss is bad I'm redoing it which of course causes stress and I spent the day before the patch redoing the boss five times mm. over and over again iteration after iteration I was like okay it's now 10 o'clock before patch day it's ready we're good perfect timing yeah. I, I think it's a testament to Min though I don't think he would ever put out something he's not happy with mm-hmm yeah. Uh, what engine are you guys using for the game? Just out of curiosity. We're using Unity. Okay. Unity. Unity. Dang. All right. All right. <laughs> was an interesting reaction, but all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just. <laughs> I mean, you hear a lot of. I was kind of expecting to be made a game maker, honestly, because uh, game maker kind of pivots to this style, but Unity. That's. Uh, wasn't really expecting that, so. That's kind of where my reaction came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People tend to think of Unity as being all about the uh, the 3D and stuff, or the uh, mm-hmm. at least it used to have the reputation for the whole shovelware <laughs> garbage. So yeah. right, luckily, yeah. that seems to be pulled back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is it is a beast of its own oh, God, to, yeah. to wrangle with. <laughs> yeah, I haven't used it myself, but I I can I can see it. I mean. It's it's a game engine, so like of course it's gonna have its you know, yeah, yeah its its difficulties mm-hmm. and stuff, but uh, it's ups and downs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of funny uh, that you mentioned um, it being more focused on the three D because we were just kind of having that conversation recently with someone else. I, I guess it was Airdorf actually it, about it um, was Airdorf. We were talking about about Game, game Maker, Maker yeah. and how Game Maker actually has three D capabilities, and I had no idea about that. But anyways, mm-hmm. oh yeah. It, yeah, that was. It's funny you brought that up because I was thinking about bringing it up. I was like, you know, Erdorf mentioned like the exact same thing, but for the opposite engine. <laughs> yeah. So. So, going into the development of this game, um, like, what were your main goals out of it? Like, what were you trying to accomplish? What. What What were you trying to get across with it? And and also, did you achieve those goals? Like, how did how did it turn out? Yeah. 
Do you have anything you want to say on this, Dragon? Uh, yeah. I guess, like, for me personally, like, a, a more personal goal was actually, like, writing something that's, like, I guess substantial. Because what I, like, submitted to Min was just, like, short things. And, like, I never had really finished anything. So to be able to have, like, a game that I, like, wrote all, like, most of the characters, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, impressive. That's a great goal. Yeah. I think uh, the goal for me was to prove that I could do it, that I could finish something, because after two years of something, you start to get this feeling of, like, I can never finish a game. This is kind of hopeless, especially when you're, like, dealing with the uh, revolving door of people that you try and bring on, and then they get flaky and all that sort of thing. Um, so a big part of this to me was proving to myself that I could do it, that I could finish a game and make a good one. Um, and what I was trying to get across with it, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think part of it was dealing with loss and death and there's a lot of themes of that in the writing. So, uh, the, the prototype of this was made when I lost my uh, my grandparents, so it was kind of topical at the time when I was designing it and working through all this stuff and writing the original story. I never intended to like make anything out of it. It was just something that I was making to kind of deal with the, the life event. And when we were confronted with, okay, you have an eight month deadline, let's make a game in it. This was the best option we had. So we went with this. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's cool that that was... Yeah able to kind of I don't know I guess uh, that you're able to take that story and take those uh, the feeling that background and kind of use it for something creative and something something positive I think so so since the game just came out uh, are you guys pleased with the reception it's been getting it's kind of a mixed bag because for me like I love the community we have now um, I'd obviously love for it to be bigger. Not even like, I always say it's like not even for monetary. I just love the community. Like I obviously like that's part of my job, but like just having people interact with and watching people play the game, I think that's like the biggest thing for us. So I would like to see the game become bigger just to have more people to be able to like watch and see the reactions to things. And especially as we come out with new content, I'd like to see others opinions on it mm-hmm. yeah that's i mean having a big community to be there and support is very very nice um you know and just seeing the outpouring of love of your content that you guys have been producing is really cool even if it's a small community you know so oh yeah mm-hmm. like every person matters yeah for sure and it, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think the whole team's pretty happy with the reception we've had so far. I think that uh, any sort of frustration just comes from that the aspect of how to get it in front of more people. Um, yeah, like that's obviously going to be the main hurdle for most of the the indie community. Um, 
because there's just so much stuff out there and so many other distractions that can pull attention. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of just the issue yeah. of the people who do know about it like it, but there's not enough people know about it. So, yeah, it is. Tough. Yeah, 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 we always say like if we could get it in front of the right person, we know that like they would love it because our reception has been nothing but like positive. Right. It's just a matter of like, and that's part of like me and Min trying to figure it out. This, we're all learning it's like how do we get it in front of those people mm -hmm. what kind of uh promotion have you guys been doing so far yeah um lots of twitter uh our discord community is pretty active like we're going to be having like community game nights and stuff um i've sent out emails uh we send out keys to streamers and stuff um the bigger ones it's a bit harder because either like you're hitting their agents or like business emails um it's a matter of just like having something where i, I look at it as like i want to hit the people that like it'll help their channel too so it's not just like a please play our game to like some random youtuber it's like trying to find the people that i genuinely think would like the game yeah, I think that's really important. You know, just make yeah. making sure the people um, that you're reaching out to are, you know, people who you you genuinely, you know, believe would be interested in in your thing. So yeah, I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is is the game only available on Steam or is it available on other platforms? Uh, right now, it's only on Steam. I know we have plans in the future for Switch, but we've been kind of oh Switch. Yeah, um, it's a matter of just like sales and like making sure we have enough to be like, hey, Nintendo, hmm. we're not just some random company. Right. Yeah, like enough to back up what. Yeah. Um, enough to have a Switch release. Yeah, that makes sense. You guys should put a free demo on Itchio and Game Jolt. I was just about to suggest that, dude. Yeah, Itchio and Game Jolt are two great platforms that I think could really reach out for you guys the problem with a demo is the game the way that it's designed doesn't really work well with that uh, so it's not like we have level one here you go because like right. the first 10 minutes of the game is kind of your introductory period of here's the town here's the characters here's all this sort of stuff so you're already 10 minutes in gotcha. so let's say i gate it to the first dungeon well, if I'm actively gating the demo to the first dungeon, well, now the player doesn't have that engagement of, oh, well, I can wander around anywhere and encounter all these different things and never actually feel lost. Instead, now they feel like they're on a, a little rail cart, which gives an entirely different experience than what the game is, which um, will that come across as well? Will that be um, as effective? Mm -hmm, I don't know. Right. Yeah, That's but the, that would be the concern yeah, there. I, I get what you're saying. And you can always, yeah, yeah, just kind you of. You can always put the <laughs> full copies up on these platforms too. You know, uh, I know Game Jewel has a really great uh, platform for selling games. Uh, they give a hundred percent up to. I think it's up to hundred percent of uh, all profits to the creators. So I I look into Game Jewel and Geo both just to put the game on there, not even a demo, just like the full game. Uh, game Jewel has really benefited me. Uh, I haven't really dabbled in Itchio. I know Itchio's really benefited Two Star, but yeah. Yeah, and that's where Eridor kind of blew up from Vinnie Vinesauce. Like, 
I remember correctly. Probably, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's where most YouTubers go to find games is front page of itch.io. So that's one that I am definitely a big proponent of. Mm -hmm. Which seems strange to me. (laughs) Like you have Steam, which is like considered the platform on PC, but like people don't go there to find games anymore because it's just so much of a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about it's yeah. God, yeah, the whole game like learn like it's always like a learning curve where it's like you find out about all of these websites. Like I didn't know about itch.io until I think like maybe a m- month ago from just kind of like researching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean stuff's but, always changing. Platforms are always changing. I mean a couple of years ago itch.io yeah. wasn't even nearly as effective, I think as it is now and yeah yeah neither was was game jolt yeah yeah Yeah, game jolt has definitely seen on the way in the past few years yeah uh for sure people that visit that website sure makes you wonder if steam opened the way for that by showing their own weakness with their bad choices Uh uh-huh and steam is not user-friendly i don't feel like anymore like just because I feel like Steam it doesn't really benefit the developers as much because it's not really... It's kind of like your game gets popular by chance on Steam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but with these other platforms like Itch.io and GameJolt, you have more of like a strategic way to get popular on there. So Okay. That's I, interesting. Yeah, I totally recommend you guys check those websites out for your game. I think it would benefit it very greatly. Interesting. Yeah. I uh I will definitely look into it. Um mm-hmm. I think the first thing I'd want to do is to do uh put the achievements into the game itself. Because oh. Ooh, if I'm gonna yeah. go on other platforms, I want people to still be able to have those kinds of rewards uh, and soft guidance. Because that's what achievements do is you look at those and say, Oh, okay, here's other things that I have that I can discover and do in the game. Mm-hmm. So I would have to add that in before I did that for sure yeah I also know game jolt has a uh, if you I think it's a steam key option to where you can uh, if you get the game on game jolt you also get a steam key with it and that benefits steam sales as well so oh uh, interesting yeah because I know uh, I have a friend that just dropped their game on game jolt and they had a steam connected to it and a lot of people like bought it off of game jolt went to go review it on steam so oh uh, interesting yeah. mm-hmm yeah yeah uh, lots lots of different lots of different things and <laughs> strategies so, there's so I much to learn. guidance well oh yeah, yeah of course I, I mean, anytime <laughs> yeah but, no but it's i mean it, it does seem like you guys are you're definitely doing well i mean for i mean is this your first no it's not your first released game it's the first game of the studio is that correct yeah, this is the first uh, okay. release game of the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean for that, so, I mean it yeah. seems like it's been doing pretty pretty well for that. Pretty, so yeah, yeah overall well. been yeah. pretty impressed. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, whoever does the art is really good. Just saying, I yeah, <laughs> clap and <laughs> style on that is, sure. is really fantastic. Very unique, makes it stand out a ton. Yeah, it all really pops. But um, anyways, I I think. That's about it. Ultranite, I don't know if you had any other major questions. Uh, yeah, I just have sure, one more yeah. question. Um, th- thanks for asking, by the way. Um, uh, 
is the team still working on? I mean, I, I guess the team's still working on content, but how much content do you think is going to come out for the game in the foreseeable future? We have a roadmap that goes until August right now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like, we have some pretty major updates that we want. Um, like, we're working on one right now. Um, I'm adding a new character, like, adding a path for a new character and a new dungeon and stuff. So, like, every month there's new stuff to see. Mm-hmm. And that just adds on the, you know, the greater scale of the game. I really like that. And do you guys, as a team, have any plans for future games as of now? Or how's that going for yes. you? We are definitely all planning on additional games, and we have some things we're toying with, but we are not ready to talk about that. Of course, of course, and I know yeah. I'll be looking forward to that, and I'll definitely, we would love to have you guys back on for when those come out, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd sure. be awesome. Yeah. Would be fun. This has been nice. Yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of thank course. you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for uh, recommending yourselves. <laughs> A good uh, yeah, reaching out to us. That... Yeah. Uh, I, like, it's always, like, kind of nerve-wracking to do it, but I feel like... The worst you guys could say was no. Yeah, no, I yeah. I get I, that. I get that. I hate asking uh, people I can, for I, stuff. Yeah, I guess you know reaching out to people for me at least is I always see it as a positive thing because I feel like it's not about what you know; it's about who you know and how connected yeah. you are. So yeah, definitely a great ideology to leave my game development career behind. So I I'm really excited for conventions to come back oh goodness, I, I like yes. going to them anyway and mm-hmm. i just can't wait to like uh meet people and talk about the game like in person because i feel like yeah. it's just like a wall right now like it's yeah. so easy to dismiss a email but if it's like an actual person like talking to you mm-hmm. i think it humanizes things a bit more definitely feel like there's more of a person-to-person contact and plus it of course drives up sales but oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like people would be more inclined if you're talking to them to buy the game than just, yeah. oh, here's a post I just made about the game. Uh, go buy mm-hmm. it, you know? So You see, like, the devs actually have faces and leave their rooms yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. I think that's about it. Is that anything else to add to, Star? Um, well, where, where can uh, people find your game? Where can people follow you guys yeah. in your studio? Um, so we're Color Grave Games uh, almost everywhere. Um, on Steam, it's Prodigal. Um, we have a website that's colorgrave.com. And like on the Twitter, I have like a link tree to everywhere else too. So it's really easy to go from there. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, sounds good. And we'll have uh, we'll put some links for those in the description for this episode. Um, so yep. I, I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much. So, so Thank much for coming guys. on. Yeah. Uh, it was a real pleasure talking with you guys. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, same to you. Yeah, looking forward to, to next time with our next <laughs> Yeah. I want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, before you go, I just want to let you know that we do have a Patreon account. So if you did not know, uh, on our Patreon account for three bucks a month, you can get access to our members Discord server where we do live recordings with our guests as well as Q&A sections with our guests. And uh, you might just uh, get to have your questions featured in an episode so 
That's something to consider if you want to support us and the podcast. You can find Prodigal on Steam and Twitter, like they mentioned. You can find those, those links in the description, and you will hear us in the next one.